episode 55 of The Blathering. I'm Ken Napsok. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, whether it's on the Patreon page, YouTube page, whatever. Thanks for being here. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, a lot of you know me from Schmoes Now or Clyde or Screen Junkies or my own work. And sometimes I'm pretty silly. So most of the time I'm pretty stupid. A lot of times I'm just playing video games uh, here on the YouTube channel. But thanks for supporting me. Thanks for listening. But also thanks for going on any kind of journey that I'm going on and you want to come along with. Because I used to not talk about the things that uh, I'm going to talk about here tonight. I used to ignore those things. Used to have the just don't plug in and you won't be bothered by it. Just just tell some jokes, be silly, and let's all um, get through it. And, and by the way, humor and jokes in those moments where you unplug and, and have those lighthearted moments—they're very important. Uh, but we're going to talk uh, a little bit, a lot of bit, all a bit about um, the shooting. Uh, I am, and I'm recording this. I want to acknowledge I'm recording this. Um, on uh, Tuesday night, 7.27 my time, that's March 28th. And I only uh, want that timestamp on it because sometimes when you're talking about uh, incidents like this and, and, and large-scale tragedies that, that have the attention of the world, and by the way, tragedies, as we all know, happen every day, uh, and, and, and it's sometimes hard off just to process that. But these certain elements, uh, uh, these certain in incidents have certain elements about them that just kind of raise their profile uh, and they grab our attention, which they should. Um, but sometimes the information changes and, and I am not sitting down here on my computer with, uh, I'm not a newscaster. I'm not a pundit with, uh, research and a staff or I, I, the blathering is a stream of consciousness. It, it's me, uh, a comedian, an author, a podcaster talking to the world. And yeah, so rare. I know. And no one really, no one, no one needs what I'm having to say here. This is about that. Uh, no one needs to hear it, I, but I just, I want to, want to talk about it. And I didn't know how to talk about this, uh, even though we've talked about this kind of serious stuff before here in the show. I've gotten angry at some things. The Roe v. Wade overturn, that got, that got me pretty angry. If you're a Patreon supporter and heard that, this is when the show was Patreon only. I, I think my neighbors heard a lot of screaming and cussing. Uh, and, and we should be angry, and there's things to be angry about every day. But anger only goes so far. Anger's a great starter. It's not necessarily a, a great finisher, at least in a, a healthy, productive, um, change-inducing kind of way. Maybe a different conversation. Uh, but there's a lot of anger right now. A little sadness. I'm sad. I'm sad. And so I, I didn't know. I thought, I thought uh, you know, I don't plan these episodes out. I'm like, I'm going to fire the, the old camera. I'm going to fire it all up. And uh, I'm going to do some screaming and shouting. Maybe get my uh, my beanie all ruffled. And uh, maybe we'll get to it. And I got a tweet. I, I want to share this tweet. It's a, it's a real simple direct tweet. It's from a, uh, a longtime supporter, longtime listener. A lot of the silly things and the stupid things I've done. Uh, his name is Calvin. Uh, he goes by Kingsport Calvin. I know him as Kingsport Cal in chats on YouTube shows. And he's a lively fellow, and I love him. He's full of a lot of personality. Sometimes you gotta, you know, you nudge him in, in the ribs to be like, e you simmer down over there, uh, Cal. But he is uh, he's one of my favorites. Anytime he pops up, he brings a smile to my face. And one of the connections we have. We've not met in person. I think we've spoken over the phone on a live show one time or a couple times. Um, he he lives in the Tri-Cities area of Tennessee, East Tennessee. And I, I've, I've spent some time there. It's been a few years now, uh, late 2000s, spent some time there. And John, we're talking about Johnson City, Kingsport, Bristol, East Tennessee, where he, East Tennessee State uh, University is, all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's a spectacular Cheddar's restaurant out there. It just serves some some wonderful rice and beans as as a, as a you know appetizer as a side. Oh God, and I love. And I used to talk about that on the show, and, and that's where Cal emerged and was like, "Hey, I, I live there. I live in Kingsport and Johnson City, Kingsport, Bristol. They're all so close." 
So Cal, uh, with the shooting that happened at the Covenant School in, in Nashville, Tennessee, he, he tweeted me uh, yesterday at the time of this recording. Just why, Ken? Why here in Tennessee? I'm sure you'll comment about this. Actually, I'm counting on it. Love you, dude. Cal, I love you too, man. I really do. Just a barrel full of personality wherever you go. And in this uh, silly line of work I have, folks like you stand out. And uh, we connected over uh, uh, that neck of the woods because I, I loved it out there. And in not knowing how to talk about this shooting and not knowing truly what to add, because what can I add? The cycle's in place. We're also used to the goddamn cycle of discussing all this, that it, it, it all just kind of fades into the ether. It's the wallpaper for me. But we'll, we'll talk about some things. But the, the tone and tenor of what Cal was um, saying, just, it, it's just it's a sadness, right? And, and there's a lot of good anger out there. Like I said, a- a- anger is something that, you know, I don't know how, uh, how healthy sustained anger is, but anger, frustration, sadness. I think a lot of people are sad. I think that's an easy thing to, to think, right? You, you see this incident, you read about this incident, it breaks in front of you online. Your heart breaks and all, all the emotions come in. And I, and I just did not want to be another, um, well, you know, a white man with a beard and a beanie on a podcast on the internet. There's too many of us. And, and most of the things said uh, amount to a hill of beans, but not the red beans and, and rice that I love. Not that, not that. No, that's just all silliness. I want to get to what I, what I'm thinking. I, I think when I look out on, on the landscape, uh, 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 the Twitter and, and the public and what's going through, there's just such a emptiness, just such a, a frustration. And, and Cal, I, you're, I, I can't answer the question of, of why, right? Why here in Tennessee? I, I, I don't know why, but that particular comment, it got me focused on, on kind of where my heart is on a lot of these kind of things. Um, and this might spell out beyond just this, this, this conversation of, of what happened in Nashville, but um, like, like uh, there's a lot of things in Tennessee right now that um, laws, legislation, things in place, uh, words coming out of Tennessee from certain leaders about, uh, you know, groomers and drag shows and, the reproductive rights of females, all that kind of stuff, right? Right. Um, a lot of things that make me angry too. Um, but a lot of times that, that leads to this, this thought process of, well, fuck Tennessee, right? And fuck Missouri and fuck Florida, Ohio. And this goes on and on. And, and, and I understand it. But when I see some, someone like Cal, again, okay, I've never met in person, but I, I, I know I've talked to over the years. It's been a long time. Since I first saw Cal pop up in live YouTube chats. Since we first talked about that beautiful part of the country, East Tennessee. It's just gorgeous. And I've always had a great time out there. And I'm sure I wouldn't get along necessarily with all the folks out there. And I wouldn't necessarily get along with this California boy like me. But it's a beautiful part of the country. And it's full of beautiful people with beautiful personalities and souls and lives. As um, were those, again, Evelyn Dickhouse. Haley Scruggs, William Kenny, Cynthia Peake, Catherine Coons, Mike Hill. Names taken from us. Beautiful people in beautiful Tennessee. And, and, and that's where I start with this. 
as we all try to move forward. As I'm always saying, I'm so glad a lot of you have, have followed me from this new, the movie news days to, to where I want to go now. And sometimes even that's unclear for me. And sometimes the changes don't make a lot of sense for people to listen to me. And sometimes trolls emerge to talk at me, to talk down to me, and to tisk tisk me, or to just insult me because uh, I lead with empathy in a way that I didn't used to before. And I wish they would follow me, but they don't. And that's their journey. And that's their Twitter account. But I don't like the idea fuck Tennessee because of moments like this. We've got to hold politicians accountable. We've got to hold the leaders accountable. We've got to wonder, because certainly states do have personalities. Texas has a personality. California has a personality. I live in Los Angeles. It has a personality. I live in Burbank. It has a personality. That's general speak. But as we are all trying to move forward, because we are, we are all in this together, whether we want to believe it or not, to try to move forward. We need to look at folks like Cal, who, who's hurting because he's a proud son of Tennessee. And in these moments, we need to take that empathy we have for him, for have that community, and have for members of that school, members of that church, members of that city. We got, we got to take that empathy and keep rolling it forward as we try to find solutions. I don't have the solutions. I, I talk about it a lot here. Um, we all have different views on it, right? Um, should, we, should we ban uh, what are sometimes called assault rifles or you know rifles of a certain ilk? Should we ban them? Should we buy them back at fair market price? Should we – what kind of background checks should we put into place? So what should we do more of? It, it, it's not uh, – uh, it, it's not the guns. It's the gun culture. It's, it's the culture of violence. Uh, you know, all those things are there and all those things are right. And I have varying opinions on it, right? I, I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm fine for the strict, strictest gun control in the world. I, I, I was passing, I was, I was walking in my neighborhood and, and, and this is three, four days ago. And, and I, I don't know why it was. I was laughing. I just saw two license plates. There was two cars parked in a driveway. They had personalized frames and they had their, you know, license on. I just like, I was like, what, what a concept. Like these cars are licensed. They're paid for. They're tracked. And, and yes, there's, there's licenses and maybe registrations and all those kind of things with guns. But I'm like, it just, it, it feels sometimes like what guns should be more than this, right? More than the cars we drive, the licenses, the insurance, all those kind of things. And that seems reasonable to me. But um, I am also someone who, who's been around, who's, who spent 17 years in a public safety industry, whose main objective of, of jobs was to, uh, you know, make sure 20,000 people at a time are safe in an area, in a place that we, we really, a lot of it was a stroke of luck that people came safe because you, you can't control uh, all those, uh, safety of all those people easily in, in one sweep, you know? Um, I was around guns all the time. I don't own a gun. I've always said this. And, and for those who might be passing through, maybe haven't listened to me in a while and, hey, what's the movie news a-hole doing talking about this stuff? I haven't owned a gun in my, in my life, but I've been around them. They don't, they don't necessarily immediately freak me out. I've been around collectors. A lot of my friends and former friends, uh, law enforcement, uh, I worked with them on the job, um, just around them, right? So, so my personal reaction is, is a little different, right? That's not necessarily yours. Um, so there's all this thoughts on what to do, right? And, and you go on Twitter right now and you go out there and, and, and everyone's shouting them. And maybe that's why I don't want to be angry today. Everyone is shouting. Today, I just want to be a little quiet. I just want to be uh, a little slower, more methodical in how I want to talk about this because people are dead and this will happen again 
and everyone out there is one angry, frustrated. But I think there's just this thought that there's no there's no action, right? Because even even some of the stuff I said, there's probably people ready to go type. Now's not the time to 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 to, to type. I think it's the time to deal with the issue. But but you know what I mean? Like you commenting to me or you tweeting to me or me tweeting to you doesn't doesn't necessarily solve things. But but it's not unhealthy. I don't think, you know, I'd love to yell at the Josh Hawley uh, or that representative who, who's who's the fuck in Tennessee who goes out. Ah, well, criminals going to criminal. Nothing we can do. We homeschool my kid. That's the focal point of a lot of um, my anger. And it's it's him, not Tennessee. It's him, not the people. You know, Josh Hawley is someone that is uh, it makes me angry because of what he's doing right now. The shooter. And again, at this time, I want to add, I have not fully looked at the story, but the shooter, um, name doesn't need to be said, uh, said to be transgender. I am currently unsure of the pronouns, all the stuff, so I don't, I want, I don't want to step on it there. But uh, this, this person might have uh, gone to the school, might have had some resentment for having to attend the school, um, was getting care for, you know, um, emotional, mental health kind of care, all those kind of things. I don't know the details. Um, but because of that, because of that, uh, Josh Hawley's decided to say, well, hey, hey, you know, we, uh, if this transgender person was targeting this school, that's, I want that to be investigated as a hate crime. And you know what I say to that? Okay, great. Great. Where were you when, uh, uh, black church was shot up? Where were you, whether you were an office or not, I don't care. 2017 Pulse nightclub shooting. Where, where were you to, to say, Hey, make, let's make sure that's investigated as a hate crime. Whether you tweeted it out, posted it, or were in office. I can't remember when he won because I don't care to dig too much into how he got there. But uh, also votes no on a potential, you know, law, legislation to, to make it easier to investigate uh, crimes against Asian people as hate crimes during the height of, of COVID in which, in which the very safety and livelihood of, of, of Asian people were, were on fire because, uh, you know, I don't know. Some leader in a in a big white house kept calling it and still keeps calling it the China virus. I don't know. Maybe that's why. Josh Hollywood's no on that. And now he's out here today, grandstanding. This needs to be investigated as a hate crime. And again, I say great. Cool. Absolutely. Do it. He wants to find that window of opportunity to, to you know, oh, this, see, it doesn't fit the narrative. It's not the white, angry male narrative, so the news isn't going to really report it. Uh, they're going to they're gonna pull back on it. It was a, it was a transgender person. Don't you see? It was a, they're going to let them off because of that. And I say, no, I say transgender people are fighting for their very right to exist just as us, us which means there might be uh, <laughs> uh, bad folks. It might be good folks. They just want to be treated as folks. They just want to be treated as humans. Let's start there, and then we can deal with all of our sins and what upsets me about it is 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 uh what is what is josh holly's missouri right so it ain't the people there it's him now again states of personalities they voted him in i'd like to know why we got people running against him let's let's support them but it upsets me because it's working it's gonna work what josh holly did is it's absolutely gonna work because there's people in your family, there's friends in your past, there's coworkers who are going to say, oh, absolutely, look at us. Us, uh, us uh, good old-fashioned, traditional-valued Christians are under attack again. We're the ones who are being persecuted. And I'll say this, yeah, throughout the time, uh, out history, yes, Christians have been persecuted. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be nice for them, uh, Christians, uh, in general, again, in general, I always say in general, 
Because again, I don't, just like I say, I don't want to say, uh, you know, uh, F Tennessee, Florida, Ohio, and throw them all out in a general sense. I'm not here to throw out Christians in a general sense. I just think there's a time and time again, you run into the same wall with them. And so what Josh Hawley did is working because there's going to be people in your family who are going to say, see, see you intolerant lefty. You're, 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 you're trying to take us out. We're being per- us white, straight, predominantly white, but you know, not everyone, but us straight Christians are being attacked again. We're the deplorables. We're being attacked in this country made for straight Christians on the backs of other people. Uh, how We're under attack again. We're going to lose power because we have the fear of it. They have the fear of that. The fear of being replaced. The fear of losing their power. And so someone like Josh Hawley comes along in this situation, grandstands, he's performative. This is the fist in the air guy to insurrectionists who, who, who believe uh, they were there to... Uh, stop a fraudulent, fraudulent election based on lies, right? It wasn't a protest. It wasn't a tour group. I'm sure there were some hangers on just want to be a part of it, steal a pencil. But the core of that, the spirit of it, those who broke through windows and broke, broke through barricades, hurt uh, police officers, all, they were there, false information, all based on fear of losing their place. So Josh Hawley knows that. He's smart. He's not dumb. So this shooting comes along, and it's an opportunity to stoke that fear so that people will grip tighter to their guns. They'll grip tighter to uh, their sense of power, which is their sense of safety. And it's going to work. He's go- it's working. So I want to be angry about him. I, wa- I want to go out and tweet him. But everyone's already tweeted it. Everyone's already said it, and he don't give no fucks. Oh, excuse me. He's a Christian man. He don't give no flips. He's in power. He just doesn't want to lose it. So he's stoking the fear. And you got this guy, Tennessee, this representative of Tennessee. Well, criminal, my daddy, he fought World War II. And he always says, someone wants to take you out, they're going to take you out. Yeah, I understand that. I can absolutely understand that. Because I used to be in control of the safety of large retail centers, some which were on targets for, for terrorists. Because they were historical landmarks. And every day, every day, on the, especially on the busy days, especially in the holidays, I just thought to myself, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But that doesn't mean you don't try to analyze why. You don't try to mitigate it. You don't try to stop it. But you'll have people like him. You got people like my friend in Tennessee, the people I met in Tennessee who are hurting and grieving right now. And I just want to hold them all. And these families that have lost these names, I just want to hold them all. They're grieving, so we've got to go to them while also holding these other people accountable. And I think that's a lot of the frustration and anger. It's the inaction. Because that's what I say when I started going into what the gun stuff was. We can go back and forth all the time. I myself, uh, you want to uphold the Second Amendment as, as, as written or intended and well-organized militias and all this stuff. You want to go that, that route? Let's go that route. You want to ban them all? and it, it, Let's go that route. You know, I, like, I, I play uh, video games my whole life. I currently, I play, I stream, I stream Fortnite, a game which in which gun violence is at the center of it. It's not just the center of it, it's the draw of it. It's the appeal of it. And I sometimes feel bad, like, should I even go on shows talking uh, about this when I, when I do this game? And, it, you know, I get it. I get it. We always hear that. Oh, it's not, it's, it, this isn't a crime problem. It's a, it's, it, it's a mental health problem disguised, dis, uh, disguised as a crime problem. It's a culture problem, right? 
It's the video games. It's it's the rock and roll music. If we had just never let Elvis around uh, in the 50s uh, and the Beatles hadn't showed up, society would have stayed the way it was, completely safe, without any harm. You know, there was prior to 1956, no problems in the world is, is what these folks will want you to believe here, right? And we can go back and forth on that. And when I, I was thinking about the Fortnite thing, and, and the, the, the flippant kind of jokes out of it that I've said here on the podcast before, I also obsessively play baseball games on the PlayStation. I've never once charged uh, the field at Dodger Stadium and said, can I play left field? Because I got I got this. I, I play MLB The Show, right? So by the same token, I, I've never played Fortnite or Red Dead Redemption or any of these games and SEAL Team 6 and Clancy's. I, I've never done that and it's never spurred me on. But that's my uh, venture. I, I, some people aren't shaking ground and I get it. But then you start thinking about it, you pull back, you go, well, well, well Fortnite is, is, is a multi-billion dollar game played worldwide. It's played in other countries. Uh, um, name one. It's played there. And, and they don't have these problems, right? Um, mental health. It, it's not an American um, <laughs> product that we make here. A lot of us ain't doing so well out here these times, but I, I, got a, I got a sneaking suspicion that mental health problems and depression and stress and frustration and anger, um, violent actions, all those, I, I, I guess, I, I, I'm going to take a guess here and, and say it exists outside uh, the, the walls of this country. And, and we do have violence and there is gun violence in other parts of the world. There is knife violence and other kind of terrorist activities, of course. But it's the people like this this guy in Tennessee that just going to say, hey, hey, ain't nothing we can do it. I homeschool my kid. You got Nikki Haley who was running for president. Running for president. And, and her thought is, well, the metal, metal detectors in school. Now, here's the thing. Okay. Okay. I was in public safety. Wouldn't have minded a metal detector or two. We used to talk about it all the time at conferences. Worked in a large-scale retail center. And you go to a place like Israel, people walk around with, with rifles and, you know, uh, metal detectors. And I used to be in these meetings where people were like, we, we should do that. Sure. Okay. If that's your version of freedom you want to live under, great. I have no problem with kind of mitigating that kind of stuff, right? But she's running for president, and her answer to the situation is metal detectors and one way in and out so we can know. I have a lot of friends who are uh, L.A. Unified uh, School Police Officers. And that is an agency that's um, being, uh, um, I, I didn't want to say defunded because that's certainly a buzzword, but it, it's it's always been under attack at least that last couple of years. And I get it, but I have a lot of friends who, who were officers at schools and I, I could tell you some of the differences they've made. A lot of people don't want to hear that. Uh, I, have a comp, I have a complicated relationship with law enforcement and those who are in the profession, those who I know and in some cases love. Uh, we'll get to that again because I've gotten to that here on the show before. Uh, all right, pull, put a school resource on. Put everything you can. Put a tank in front of the school. But that can't be the end of it. That can't be, yeah, well, there's nothing we can do. The Second Amendment's here. The Second Amendment's here and it's here to stay. We've never amended the Constitution, so we can't amend that one. For Can't look at it that way. What is frustrating? What you're seeing the explosions of anger. That woman who crashed uh, crashed the uh, news conference, right? Who had uh, survived a, a previous mass shooting is now here for this one. To, to, I think was going to comfort a friend who lost a son in another mass shooting. Uh, I personally know uh, some some folks um, gone through a couple, a couple. It's, it's, it's crazy talk it, 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 to think of that, and the frustration and the pain and 
Calvin tweeting me going, why here? What I, I just want to hear about it. I just want to be comforted about it. I want to sense that something can be all right. I don't want to go out there and be angry and yell at Josh Hawley. I don't want to go out and yell at leaders in Tennessee. I just want people to join the fight. And the fight for me is any kind of action. Any kind of action. That's where my frustration lies. That's where my anger lies. There are a lot of whatabouts, a lot of stubborn folks out there. A lot of people love camping right in the middle of, uh, of issues and, and, and both sides your bed. No, move forward. Move forward. Take some sort of action. And action to me sometimes is just simply one step forward in good faith with the hopes that we keep moving forward. I'm seeing these politicians and seeing these folks, the ones that hold the thoughts and prayers is such a fucking joke, right? It's such a fucking joke and it should be now. And we do have a, a culture problem. We do have a, 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 a problem that easily for me is summed up by uh, the, the catchphrase toxic masculinity, which gets hot. People are now under hot under collars, right? But you see those politicians, and you know all of them, and they always emerge. They got Bible verses on their front desks there, and they got a family of seven, and they're all holding AR-15s for their Christmas card, and they look like dumb shits, and that's more grooming than anything I've ever seen in any other kind of community, other than maybe literal sex trafficking. And they look like fucking dumb shit sitting there or these politicians with the AR-15 pendants that walked around and they feel no shame about it. And they collect their NRA support. Like, I like, I like Mitt Romney for most part. But yeah, I think, again, unverified. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but like took 13 million or something from the NRA. The fuck you doing, Mitt? We got to, it got to be action. And that's what's driving me crazy. And again, action, action to me is literally emotional. Let's, let's talk about the law, law enforcement angle. I watched every second of the body cam footage released by the Nashville Police Department. And this is snarky and snide, but they very clearly released it because it was a, uh, for the most part, grade A, A, a plus response action taken and no one ran away and no one waited and no one got behind a locked door and didn't know how to get in or no one got the door and said it's locked. And, and, and basically Nashville police department was saying, we ain't Uvalde. So everyone take a look just so you know. Right. And that's cynical. That's cynical. But that's what I thought when I saw it. It's not for everyone to watch. I'm not suggesting you all go watch it, but if you can watch those body cam footage uh, of those kind of shooting incidents or those kind of things. I, I really think you should, if you can, it can. And it, and, it, and it, again, hundred percent, not for everybody, even though it's blurred, you see a death, you see the shooter die, but I watched it. Uh, that doesn't affect me as much as other folks. Um, part of the past life, part of past training, part of past things I've talked, taught about and taught on and, and studied. And I have a book still in my possession. Why? I don't know why with, uh, case studies of 217 um, incidents of, 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 of mass violence because of shootings. I, I had to study them for another job. Like, it, so it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me as much. Everything else around me affects me. But what affects me is, is, is you watch this and it's harrowing. And the officers, you feel the adrenaline. 
You feel the nervousness. You feel sometimes the fear and they still push forward. And they hear the shots. They run upstairs. One shoots her uh, with a rifle. I think another one, the pistol. Threat neutralized. But even then, that was still 14 minutes. As nearly perfect as it was, that's the best we could do, right? It's the best we could do. I was never a sworn peace officer. I always want to make that clear. But I stood next to sworn peace officers as we went into situations for 17 fucking years. And I'll say this. I don't want any of those folks wearing those uniforms to not come home. They have families too. Law enforcement is rightfully, justifiably under attack these days. It needs to be, it should. But law enforcement needs to exist for situations like this. Most police officers don't go to the academy, don't apply for the job, don't go through all that, which can be a pretty tough process. They don't go on these jobs. They don't get jobs with these agencies so they can write tickets. A lot of them, despite the fear uh, that uh, the adrenaline felt, a lot of them, they dream about these situations. I used to drive to work every day thinking, is, is today the day there's a shooting? Is today the day a plane crashes into the, the, my place of work? Is today the day another earthquake hits LA and I get to run in while other people run out? That's why you're in the job. By the way, I'm not saying this because I don't want you to look at that footage and think that they did something wonderful and kind of heroic, because I do agree with that. But I, I, go, in there with, I go in here with somebody. But watching that, watching that footage and watching how, how it could have gone the other way, right? They kept moving forward. They got in there, guns drawn, gear on, some just with bulletproof vests over polo shirts and some with jeans on and some with tack gear on and they all get there. It's a code three call and let's get there. And they get there, they do it. Me saying that a lot of them wake up every day going, ooh, I wonder if today's the day we get into some shit because that's kind of fun. It's better than filling out reports or taking uh, property loss reports or sitting at the front desk because, uh, God, uh, you know, this is what they want. They don't want to go home. So when you have all these uh, law and order Republicans and you have all these law and order Republican family members and friends of yours, I, I ask you, is this – is it, it, even though this is what they're trained for and even though there's some kind of adrenaline kick in here that drives them back to that job or drives them to that job, don't you want them to go home and aren't you tired of them facing this constantly? Don't you want to take some sort of action? And what frustrates me is I'll talk to some of my friends in law enforcement or the ones I used to work with for 17 years and their Second Amendment gun nuts at times. Not everyone. Some of them might have the right idea about it. But I, I, I want action. When, when are more of the law enforcement community going to be more vocal about this? When are they? Again, some might be. Is this what you want to face? Because I know you get adrenaline from it, but I also see the fear in your eyes. And I also know some of you don't come home. Sometimes it's a routine traffic stop. Traffic stops are pretty fucking dangerous. So sometimes it's that. And sometimes it's this. Sometimes a lot of you don't come home. Is that what you want? You don't want to even look at it? Sandy Hook is the big dividing line. We know this. I said about it here. That's what started me. A me, uh, a, a lifelong, independent, Republican-leaning Republican voter. And when I say Republican-leaning, it was a Republican voter. 
But my journey out of that started with Sandy Hook. And it wasn't instant. It was looking around going, this, 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 this doesn't seem right. Do we want to have a conversation about this? And a lot of these folks, a lot of them with badges on, were like, no, we do not, we do not capitulate on the uh, defense of the Second Amendment. For children? Even for children? The ones we are supposed to protect the most? Our very future? Forget about you. You got a vest and you're on the job. I don't want to forget about you. I want you to come home too. But for the and they didn't want to have the conversations, and the, and, the, and these and these leaders don't want to have the conversation. Nikki Haley doesn't want to have that conversation. There's just nothing we can do. Criminals got a criminal, and I'm someone when, when I look at law enforcement. I think we need law enforcement, but we need to reevaluate how we look at that. We need to try to reevaluate who's in it, and there's some counters to it. Sometimes standards get lowered. Sometimes bad folks are on the job. But again, I say to those on the job, just like I say to those in the Republican Party who might not agree with this, just like I say to those in the church, you'd be like, hey, hey, whoa, 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 not me. What are you going to do about the people near you? What are are you going to do about the people on your side who don't want to take action for this? I'm a responsible gun owner. I ain't the problem. Great. I know you aren't. What are you going to do do about the the irresponsible ones that we're all trying to deal with? You're a good good law enforcement officer. You're tired of the bad eggs. You're tired of of the five or six people in Memphis who did that heinous act. I heard this recently too. Yeah, standards probably lowered. Bad folks on the job. I'm sure there's some in your agency too. What are you going to do about it? Because we all need to take a step forward. And that's what everyone's frustrated about. That one's every, what everyone is, is tired about. And our hearts are breaking over that because this is going to happen again. The countdown has begun. The Covenant school shooting is already moved past the front page. We all have to process this, right? I've never accused any anyone or had ill will towards anyone, but you know, a mistimed tweet during the, a national emergency, you know, we, all, we always got to be careful. Scheduled tweets might be the death of all of us one day, but I think that's changed for me over the years, right? Um, I left, not left social media like cancel accounts, but I, I stopped engaging, uh, following the murder of George Floyd because I just, I just didn't number one know what to say. I, I just wanted to listen, but two, I don't know any of it would do, but also like. Uh, Am I, I'm going to post about some hot dog I had at 7-Eleven with a smile on my face following that. I just, I couldn't process that. Uh, I've changed a little bit on that. I, I think, I think the cycle moves so fast because it, all this information is in front of us. And sometimes to just process the horror, you might have to tweet about that hot dog in 7-Eleven. I'll say that. Action. The ability to look around and go, this ain't right. This ain't right. And the politicians who wear the pendants, and the politicians who say, eh, criminals are going to criminal. Great. I feel law enforcement is needed. I'm starting to go this direction. I apologize. Law enforcement is needed. We need to maybe do something about those in it. Society might need to deal with toxic masculinity, which destroys in several directions. And that's a job and a, a business and industry full of toxic personalities. 
It attracts them. And then even though the good ones, the good ones on there, these officers, this off, these officers in, in, in Nashville who did, did good, who, who eliminated this threat, they take that home. They take that with them. Sex crimes detectives have nightmares for years. Some never leave their lives. Their minds break. Their souls get crushed. We got to deal with that. We got to stop being tough in those police cars, tough in those briefing rooms. We got to start being soft to each other, right? That's a form of action. Criminals are going to criminal. Great. It's not a crime problem. It's not a gun problem. It's a mental health problem. Great dipshit. Great. What do you want to do about it? Do people have access to health care? Do people have access to mental health care? Do people have easier access to medicines or counseling support that can help them? Guns are a problem. Again, I personally think doing some banning going to do some good. But guns aren't new. We have so many guns in this country. It's nigh impossible to get them out, but why not try? But even then, the first bullet put in a gun, the second one probably started some violence, right? It ain't, it ain't new, but what is new is the scale, the scope, what we're seeing, the amplification. The countdown, like I said, has begun to the next one because someone else is going to see what happened today. Someone else is going to see that name and lights of the shooter and someone else is going to say, it's my time and it's my turn. And how do we stop them? That's crime fighting. The Nashville Police Department came through in a big way. Watch the body cam footage. It's amazing. It's scary. It's frightening. It's horrifying. It's a tragedy. It's a horror film in real life. But it is people running in to do what needs to be done. But even then, they could only run in to stop it from continuing. Not to stop it. It's very rare that they're going to stop it. Crime fighting is identifying the problems before. And, and sometimes that even how law enforcement agencies go about trying to stop things before could can, can come under fire. And I want to acknowledge that. And as someone who's, who's lived uh, through that, as someone who had to go through a lot of training to, to you know, uh, talk about uh, uh, the difference, the fine, fine line between, uh, you know, Racial profiling and what I was told was no, 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 it's behavior profiling, right? Ooh, that's a scary line. One's designed to, well, we're identifying a potential problem. Uh, the other one's is the problem. But it's it's hard. We've got to work on it. Gotta keep working on it. I don't want to go distract myself too much. But I've got that experience. I've been in that world. And every Saturday night at a prime LA retail location I'd sit in my office or I'd be in a vehicle with a, a, a canine officer. I'd be walking around with an off-duty police officer. We'd be having fun. We'd be talking. We'd be talking baseball, be talking Star Wars, talking whatever. 
In back of my head, I thought if the shots go off, that's how we'll know. So how can we help before? How can we help before the shots go off? But it's all about action. And it's all about trying to move forward together. And it is about holding accountable those who just want to take no action. That this is just the way of it. This is what happens. Guns have always existed, so hey, uh, what are we going to do? And again, I, I was starting to go down that path a little bit again. This, when this show is just me talking about the food I got at 7-Eleven or the heartburn I get for the food, it's silly and I bounce around and I lose my threads and, and I don't necessarily want to do that here. But um, I, I apologize if I, if I, if I lose, the, lose it a little bit here. But um, just going out and tweeting, ban the guns. Just going out and pumping the fists, ban the guns is, is to me not going to um, solve it. But it, it's, it's a justifiable action. It, it's an action forward. But we do have to look at, at what, how we go forward. And I think this particular one, this particular shooting, the reactions start to play out. It's a script. It's a script. It's a goddamn script. Thoughts and prayers. I just want to praise the fine men and women of law enforcement who did heroic things, says the senator or the representative or the congressman or the state senator who um, just doesn't want to deal with the problem. God bless the men and women of law enforcement. I hope they come home next time. We'll see. I'm not going to do anything to stop it. All these families are grieving. All these thoughts and prayers. But I mean, the Second Amendment is pretty clear. Those are the people that we need to hold to the fire. Those are the people that we need to remove by vote. If you're listening to me right now and you're still listening to me, you're probably with me. If you're still listening to me 42 minutes or so into the show because you hate me because you used to see me on a movie show and you want me to talk about Batman for, you're wasting your life. I can't convince you of anything and you're not going to convince me to change anything in my view. This is my path. But for those that are with me, those that are listening, the actions are to be open about what to do. To maybe hear some different sides and different thoughts on it. All right, put a metal detector in the school, but we got to work on this. All right. You got to be open to it. We got to move forward together. We got to work to support. Unfortunately, sometimes it's financially. Yes, another fundraising email from a politician. I ignore them too. When it comes to key elections, understand it. See if you can drop a dollar to help them. You know, Lauren Boebert and her dipshit family posing, posing with their AR-15s, so close to losing. Marjorie Taylor Greene and her wackadoodle theories, her Jewish space laser theories, so close. Marcus Lars almost defeated her. Josh Hawley can be defeated. These people can be defeated. That's change. That's action. Being the best version of you and leading with empathy. On a day-to-day basis. It doesn't mean continue to associate with people or groups or organizations that cause you pain. 
Doesn't mean you don't make those changes. I have. But when someone like my buddy King Sport Cal writes me, tweets me, and his heart is breaking, and he's a proud son of Tennessee, my response is not to throw that entire state away. My, my response needs to be to reach out with empathy for those hurt. Say, great, we're here together. I'm here for you. I'm so sorry this happened. Let's take some action together. And how can you influence people around you? Not by, by, by pounding people over the head with your ideology or your point of view, but listening to where they're coming from, listening to their pain, listening to their concerns. And when they're ready, share yours. Then maybe we can go forward together. Maybe these politicians who get up on camera and say, hey, criminals are going to criminal. How do, we, how do we protect the kids? Well, I homeschool my daughter. Completely unreal. Uh, not realizing the privilege that that is. That means you got someone at home who doesn't need to work. It means you can afford the materials that we need at home. As opposed to busting your kid off to a public school because that's all that you can reach. That's all you can get to. And hoping they come back. And this knucklehead's, well, we homeschool because my, my grandpappy said when he, you know, fought World War II, went to fight fascists, uh, um, what he said, uh, me, currently uh, uh, probably a fascist-leaning person in, in, uh, in office, uh, criminals are going to criminal. I can't change that politician, but I can change the people around me slowly over time through understanding and empathy. This is going to happen again. The playbook we brought out. Oh, my God, it's a tragedy. Oh, my God, the news reporters are there. Oh, my God, live breaking news. Oh, my God, the security footage and the body cam footage. Oh, my God, thoughts and prayers. Oh, the brave women, the law enforcement. Oh, my God, this person had mental health problems. That's the real issue here. And while you're there, don't politicize the violence. Give us some time to grieve. Don't start talking about gun laws today or this week, this month or this year. How dare you? How dare you be intolerant of my views? There's nothing we can do. Bad people just exist. That's the playbook. And it's going to happen again. So maybe we all leap off those pages of the playbook and form our own. I, the dumb beanie-wearing podcaster, sitting in his home studio, does not have the giant, earth-shattering, earth-changing answer. I'm just glad you're all here with me. I'm glad those that are with me are willing to step forward one foot at a time. God bless Tennessee. It is not a perfect state. It does not have a perfect history. Just like every other state in this country, Perhaps just like every other place in the world. We must learn. We must acknowledge. We must deal with what's happening. We must love those that are being affected. Because we all are hurting. That's all I got. That's the blathering. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for hating. Thanks for disliking. Thanks for sending some snarky comment that doesn't matter. But thanks for those who are here with me. That's the blathering. We'll see you, friends. God bless. Much love. Bye.